This is World Lutheran News Digest, an audio news magazine bringing you a look at significant events in worldwide Lutheranism. WLN Digest is produced through the facilities of Worldwide KFUO, a broadcast ministry of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Today on World Lutheran News Digest... I'm World Lutheran News Digest host Kip Allen. Friday is the 47th annual March for Life in Washington, D.C., The march has taken place every year since 1974, following the Supreme Court's infamous 1973 Roe v. Wade decision that legalized abortion on demand in all 50 states. Lutherans have been involved in the life movement from the beginning. The LCMS has increased our visibility through member participation and sponsorship. This year, Lutherans attend the event with the saying, Show up, confess Christ, be Lutheran. One of the organizers for this year's march is Pam Nielsen of the LCMS Communications Department. She's my guest on today's World Lutheran News Digest. And now today's Fast Track. I'm Kip Allen with a KFUO News Update. The Supreme Court justices are hearing arguments today in Espinosa versus Montana Department of Revenue. That's a case over a scholarship program for private K-12 education that makes donors eligible for up to $150 in state tax credits. Advocates on both sides say that the outcome could be momentous because it could lead to efforts in other states to funnel taxpayer money to religious schools. Montana is among 37 states that have provisions in their state constitutions that prohibit religious schools from receiving state aid, also known as the Blaine Amendment. Show up, confess Christ, be Lutheran. With this message, the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod invites Lutherans to walk with fellow Lutherans at the 47th Annual National March for Life in Washington, D.C. this Friday. The first official March for Life took place on January the 22nd, 1974. That was the one-year anniversary of the Supreme Court's 1973 Roe v. Wade decision making abortion a constitutionally protected right in all 50 states. The march has been held annually ever since, and the LCMS has a long history of involvement with both participants and a sponsor. U.S. President Donald Trump has declared January the 22nd the anniversary of the 1973 Roe v. Wade decision imposing abortion on demand on the country to be National Sanctity of Human Life Day. In a proclamation issued yesterday, Trump declared that every person, the born and unborn, the poor, the downcast, the disabled, the infirm, and the elderly, has an inherent value, and said that the U.S. proudly and strongly reaffirms our commitment to protect the precious gift of life at every stage from conception to natural death. So far, five states have weighed in with possible legislation that will prevent biological males, who identify as female, from competing in female sports. According to the Wall Street Journal, legislation pre-filed or introduced in New Hampshire, Washington, Georgia, Tennessee, and Missouri would attempt to keep female sports competitions to biological females. The legislation reflects a growing concern that biological males competing as females have dominated female sports where they've competed. A Missouri state lawmaker has introduced legislation that would empower communities to keep drag queen story hour and other radical sexually charged materials away from their children at public libraries. This to the chagrin of LGBT activists. House Bill 2044, the Parental Oversight of Public Libraries Act, requires any library that receives taxpayer dollars to create a review board composed of five parents elected from the community with final authority over the permissibility of sexual material. The bill is largely in response to the spread of drag queen story hour events in which adult cross-dressers read storybooks to children. LGBT groups and library officials have come out strongly against HB 2044. This has been a KFUO News Update.
World Liquor News Digest will be back right after these messages. Listening to Worldwide KFUO on the go with your smartphone doesn't mean you have to walk around with earbuds all day. You can Bluetooth across the room to a speaker system in your home or listen on radios that have built-in smartphone cradles. There are many easy ways to listen to WorldwideKFUO.org on the air, online, and on demand. We proclaim the clear gospel message of Christ crucified for our sins. The messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO. Hi, I'm Pastor Ted Lesh, pastor at Chapel of the Cross Lutheran Church in North St. Louis County, inviting you to listen to our KFUO radio worship broadcasts on Sunday evenings at 6 o'clock. Active worship, preaching, music, and singing are part of every one of our services at Chapel. Join us Sunday nights at 6. It's one more broadcast worship opportunity for you from your friends at Chapel of the Cross and KFUO Radio. What is it that you want to share with us? Call the KFUO comment line at 314-996-1542. Tell us what we're doing right, wrong, or just leave a message with your thoughts on why KFUO is important to you. What would you like to hear on KFUO to make your listening experience better? You can call us anytime at 314-996-1542. Thank you for listening and sharing your thoughts with KFUO. Christ for you, anytime, anywhere. Hi, I'm Pastor Matt Youngblood-Clark from Ascension Lutheran in St. Louis. And I am Pastor Jolly John Lekomsky from St. Paul's in New Athens and Trinity in Darmstadt, and we welcome you to listen to Wrestling with the Basics. Matt, 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 let go of me, man. No, no, it's not real wrestling. We're just talking about Bible issues. Oh, 9.05 Saturday mornings, 8.50 a.m. KFUO. This is World Lutheran News Digest. Good day and welcome to World Lutheran News Digest. I'm host Kip Allen. We have an annual event on Friday. That's the annual March for Life taking place in Washington, D.C. The Lutheran Church Missouri Synod is heavily involved in this pro-life movement and has been for many, many years. This year especially, we're going to have a strong presence in Washington, D.C. With me today is communication specialist Pam Nielsen, who's been one of the people who's been organizing the LCMS actual march in D.C. What's going on, Pam? Oh, a whole lot. Uh, uh, people who've come before know that some years we have a conference, some years we just march, and this is one of the, the years that we're just marching, but we've kind of kicked up our presence. We are um, a significant sponsor of the March for Life, and uh, that has been a good thing. That community, who uh, is largely Roman Catholic, have long said to us, we need your voice. We need your presence alongside us. So when the media tries to dismiss it as, ah, it's just a Catholic issue. Oh, no. Christians the world over are concerned about this and are speaking out for life. And so uh, we've taken that step uh, with President Harrison at the lead, and he'll actually be speaking at the banquet for the March for Life and uh, likely will be on the stage at the rally before the march begins. Well, you mentioned uh, we're, we're kicking up our presence or our sponsorship. What does that mean? Well, um, we'll we'll join all the others like we always do. We've spruced up our our signs and our hats. We've got um, some sunglasses this year uh, and even some 
some socks, some lime green and uh, black socks uh, for life. Um, but we'll be two tables strong, 20 of uh, church leaders and pro-life leaders from our church body will be at the Rose Dinner, which is a, a major event for the March for Life. And that happens the night of the march. Uh, President Harrison will be speaking at that and he'll be um, giving the, the table grace. And um, our logo, the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod, is going to be on the march bags and in their booklets. Um, they've already been taking our social media about being boldly Lutheran and confessing Christ in this. They've been sharing that on the March for Life social media. So um, people are seeing that we're going to be present, that we're serious about this. We, the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod, are all in on life because Christ was all in for our lives. And we actually have our little special saying about the Lutherans in the march, and it is? Uh, show up, confess Christ, be Lutheran. <laughs> and uh, that's, that's it, you know. We're, gonna, we're going to do this. Uh, what motivates us is God and Christ for us, and God in Christ for the, the child in the womb, for the mother in the crisis pregnancy, uh, for the family who doesn't know what they're going to do with another child, uh, for all of these people, for the world over, Christ for you, for life. And so um, for us, it is very much a life and death thing, an eternal life and death thing. So we don't just march for life in this world to stop abortion. We march to confess Christ, and Christ is the Lord of life and the giver of life. And uh, that's something to rejoice in and to celebrate and to speak to the world. And this is something that, of course, uh, Catholics understand and many other Christians understand. And frankly, I think an increasing number of secularists are also coming to the same realization. Mm -hmm. Our message is getting through to those who aren't Christian. Yes, I, I think so. I think that this idea of just simply the value of life. I mean, if you're not alive, you don't exist, right? I mean, you, you can't change the world. You can't fix the world. Well, all the things that the world thinks people should do, you first have to be alive and you have to be living in this world. And, um, and then the Christian message, of course, of... Um, who we are in Christ, who we are in God's eyes, you know, um, how Scripture tells us that He knew us before we were formed yeah. in our mother's wombs. Uh, God, it, it isn't just this God far off uh, and this blob of humanity, but God for you, God for me, God for that child in the womb, God for that mother who doesn't know how she's going to deal with this pregnancy that she didn't expect. Christ for them, Christ died for you, for me, for that mother, for that child. And so our message is full, and it's eternal, and it's joyful. And that's the mark of the march. It's a joyful crowd, thousands upon thousands of happy people celebrating, rejoicing in the gift of life. And, you know, our, our thing, our shtick, if you want to call it, is the LCMS. We sing hymns, and uh, we sing them boldly, and we sing, you know, A Mighty Fortress and God's Own Child, I Gladly Say It, and all number of hymns. And we sing liturgy, and we confess the Apostles' Creed right there on Constitution Avenue at the top of our voices, and um, we rejoice, and, and we 
we confess. I was uh, doing a follow-up uh, report after last year's mm-hmm. march, and I was speaking to someone who was involved in the march, but is not Lutheran. And uh, that person told me, we could always tell when the Lutherans are coming in the march because they're singing. That's exactly right. And often if, if people are walking past us, they sort of stop and they just look and their thumbs go up or they start applauding. And um, so, yeah, we've kind of gotten a name for ourselves. And this is not just happening in D.C. So... Uh, Two weekends ago was in, in Chicago, in Chicago. And, and that's one where when we know that the hub of our, of our churches and membership are sort of in this middle part of the country, Chicago March for Life is really working to be the Midwest sister to what's happened in D.C. So they're trying to grow that. Mm-hmm. And um, they're, they've added a conference, they've added a banquet and other activities. So uh, I think next year, uh, President Harrison is saying we want to have a larger presence there as well as D.C. And then if you go to the March for Life website, you can see where else across the country marches are happening. And we know that Lutherans, our members, are marching in in all these places. San Francisco will have a group. In fact, we're sending them some buttons and sunglasses because they're not going to need the stocking caps, you know. (laughs) Yeah, right. But... um, uh, it is it is going across the country in communities large and small, and in so many places, uh, our pastors, our church members are are showing up, and they're mm-hmm. confessing Christ, and they're being Lutheran by doing it. You know? Well, I spoke uh, not too long ago to the leader of the Chicago March, uh, Dawn Fitzgerald, I was, yes, is her yes. name, and uh, she said one of the big motivating factors for the Illinois March is that Illinois now is essentially the abortion capital of the country. It has the most liberal abortion laws of all 50 states unreal so that so it's all the more to for us to get there and march mm-hmm. uh next year and swell that crowd i think they had nine thousand this year in chicago uh, estimate i estimate i heard was closer to 10 that's terrific you know that's a that's significant number now um for us next week you know i said we don't have a a conference this year, but because we are a sponsor, uh, we were given a uh, room at the Renaissance Hotel in downtown DC, and that is the that's the sort of March for Life headquarters every mm-hmm. year, and they gave us a, a banquet room uh, and said plan an activity, do what you want with this space. So, the night before the march. Uh, we're Thursday night from 7 until 9. We've got a little pre-march rally for our Lutheran crowd. So if you're in town, if you're local, um, if you're able, stop by, have dinner. We're not feeding you. Uh, we <laughs> might have some cookies and coffee, but we, we want to get everyone together, get acquainted. We've got some prizes. Um, we want to recognize people who've come from afar and uh, groups large and small, young and old. President Harrison will be on hand to uh, just get us get us ready for the next day. Mm-hmm. We'll hand out hats and signs and answer questions, that kind of thing. And then, of course, like we do every year, we're all heading to Emanuel Lutheran Church in Alexandria, Virginia. You can take an Uber, you can take the Metro, um, your rental car, but meet us at at, um, the church at 9 a.m. for the divine service. And that is with uh, Reverend Christopher Eskett, who's the pastor there, and he's one of the vice presidents of our synod. That is just the best way to start a day where you're going to show up, confess Christ, and be Lutheran, because you start receiving Ah. the gifts of life. 
forgiveness, life, and salvation through the body and the blood, through the word that is preached, and you're fortified, and then we go out from that service, and we head right down to the National Mall of our nation's capital, and we do just that. We show up and we confess Christ. Well, now the LCMS is actually having an official delegation in terms of the IC, the International Center people. A number of us are going up there. But also, each individual district and church and congregation is also perhaps organizing it? Well, I think there are churches around the country that, yes, are showing up. We always are so thrilled to have a Lutheran high school students. Now, Mm. often they don't march with our delegation because they've come with a maybe with the Catholic schools in their community and they've organized buses and a place to stay and meet up. But uh, like for instance, Concordia Lutheran High School in Fort Wayne has 90 kids coming wow. this year. And so they said, send us some hats. So we're gonna, they're gonna be wearing our hats and I don't know where they'll be marching. Also Concordia University Mequon, uh, Wisconsin, Concordia University Chicago, uh, are sending delegations, and I believe Seward will have a have a group too. They t- typically do, and so those college students will march with us. And then um, Lutherans who come individually, or as a family, or as a group from their congregation with their pastor, we all meet uh, as we can. We're, we're, we've got a place picked out at 12th and Constitution, right by the National Mall. We hang out there. Uh, some of our folks go to where they can see the rally stage. Um, and we've got this all um, on our website, lcms.org, March for Life. <laughs> that was going to be those, my next question. Yeah. Where can they get yeah, all this information? Those are all, that's all the details, the schedule and everything. And... Um, it, we hope to have a really uh, a large crowd for us, and we're, I, I think we could have um, upwards of 300 and maybe more, um, just from what I'm hearing, who's coming, and that kind of thing. And also, I'm hearing uh, that the expected num- total number of marches will will be well over 100,000. Yeah, I think I think that's. Um, Certainly the case. The weather's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Upper 40s, low 50s, maybe cloudy, but I, I don't think any precipitation. So uh, when you have good weather like that, um, that helps. And of course, you know, a few years ago was the anniversary. Uh, it was like, what, the 40th anniversary or 45th anniversary that the crowds really swelled that year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, I think definitely over 100,000 in total and maybe quite a few more than that. Oh, well, we can yeah. hope. One thing that you mentioned about the students who attend, Lutheran High School students and the Concordia University mm-hmm. students, something I have observed over the years watching the march mm-hmm. on television is how the age, average age of the marchers goes down, down, yes. down, down each year. More and more young people. Absolutely. This generation, and they say, we're the pro-life generation. Um, they understand what life is. And I think, you know, a little bit, they've grown up um, in an era where, uh, ultrasounds and science mm. actually backs up that this is a life in the womb. It's not a blob of tissue. It has a heartbeat. It's shaped like a, a, a body, you know. These children are, are growing up in that knowledge, um, and they see the value of life um, in the whole context of everything going on in the world. Life matters to them. And um, so many that come to this are our youth groups, uh, Catholic high school groups, Lutheran groups, uh, 
very much it's a young thing. There, you know, there'll be marching bands, there'll be cheerleaders, there'll be, you know, all <laughs> kinds of bagpipers. There's a Catholic high school with a bagpipe group, and they stand and play their bagpipes. It's just crazy, but it's wonderful. <laughs> you know, Pam, one one criticism that the pro-abortion forces have made is that those of us in the pro-life side only care about life in the womb, but not after the child is born. That is so utterly false. Yes, and I, I think that's exactly true. Of course, our message of pro-life is real large in a thing like a March for Life where we come together. and But these other things where we care for the child after he or she is born, where we care for that troubled mother or that troubled parents, those things happen um, at the local level with this parish, with this family, with the, these people, with this uh, pregnancy center. And so there's not sort of like an organized where we can say, look, here's all of these things. Mm -hmm. But um, I know just in our church, we have so many Lutheran families that foster children, that seek to adopt. We have um, pregnancy homes for young mothers who who have nowhere else to live while they're pregnant and they're learning job skills they're learning parenting skills we have churches like, like my own here in st louis we there's a local pro-life organization called thrive and they have classes for um parents who who have been talked out of abortion to teach them how to be good parents. And these classes go all year long and they come to our church, we feed them a hot meal, we watch their children and they sit and learn. And our pastor leads a Bible study. That's just one congregation. Mm -hmm. These kinds of things are happening all over. There's also um, churches who have these, uh, you know, like a food pantry, but it's um, a child care pantry where if you need diapers, if you need formula, maybe you need baby clothes or baby supplies and you don't have the money, they have these swaddling clothes, um, kind of thrift places, and they're free. You come to the church and you can get what you need. All of this stuff and more is happening locally at the parish level and individuals in our parishes involved in their communities to help people in crisis over a pregnancy. And there are these numerous pregnancy centers across Everywhere. the country. We're, we're talking hundreds, maybe even thousands. Absolutely. Yeah. They're, they're all over where um, you can uh, have the ultrasound, you can be pointed to care, where um, someone is going to help you sort through what seems impossible and, and help you understand uh, how you can get through this and, and what the blessing of that life is that is in you. And... Uh, and and our our people volunteer at these things so um very much so uh, we do put our uh, our money our time our effort where our mouths are yeah it's not just one day a year that we're marching and carrying our signs but we're in it we, we live this every day absolutely and we do support these organizations let us say that there's someone listening to this program right now, a, uh, a young woman who has found herself in, with an unexpected pregnancy or a young couple trying to figure out what to do now. Where should they go? How can they get information on what their choices are other than abortion? Well, I, I, I would say if you have access to the Internet, search in your own community for a crisis pregnancy center. Call your local Lutheran church. 
uh, call a Catholic church. Um, I, I, the two leading church bodies who who could immediately tell you where you can get help. If that isn't workable, call us at our 800 number. We'll align you with somebody who can help you with an organization, with an agency. Do not have to be alone. Uh, you don't have to... Um, figure this out for yourselves. God in Christ cares for the world through his word and sacraments for our souls for salvation, but through his people, through our vocations. And we care for our neighbor in need because Christ cared for us eternally. So uh, all around the country, walk into a Lutheran church and just say, I need help. I'm pregnant. I don't know what to do. Guarantee that at a Lutheran church, Missouri Synod congregation, of the pastor, the church secretary, someone will say, we can help you. Well, Pam, we're uh, coming close to the end of the show. And I wanted to share something with you. Uh, back in my student days, I actually was in Washington, D.C., uh, of all things, covering the uh, Jerry Ford election, which he lost. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I stumbled across this place called the Hawk and Dove, a little pub. Mm-hmm. And it's still there. I was there. Uh, I went back to uh, D.C. in uh, 2012 with my oh, wow. wife and just had to go by and see sure. if it was still there. <laughs> sure. And so if Memories. you get the chance, if you get the chance, you know, those of you who are wondering, gee, where should I eat? Where should I drink? You know, they do serve Lutheran beverages. <laughs> <laughs> the Hawk and Dove. That's great. Well, D.C. is an incredible restaurant town. I, it is also a pricey town. Yeah. So, Be yeah. prepared. Brett, you might, you know, pack some cliff bars and some water bottles. <laughs> anyway, uh, we are looking forward to all the Lutherans who have told us they're coming and those of you who are planning to come. Um, we can't wait to see you. We can't wait to stand shoulder to shoulder with you to, to be bold, to be Lutheran, to confess Christ. God grant a blessed day and, and grant that the world hears us and that the media covers it like they did the Women's March this last weekend with their few people. Yeah, which is um, one-tenth. One-tenth, one-tenth the, the number of people. Yeah. So um, pray that the media, you know, covers us. But uh, let us be a sign of light and life to the world and, and a beacon of hope to troubled young women. Well, Pam, let's uh, conclude the program with uh, what, again, is the official motto for the Lutheran uh, March? Show up, confess Christ, be Lutheran. Hear that, people? That's what we're going to do. Take care. World Lutheran News Digest may be heard every Wednesday at 2.30 p.m. and again at 9.30 a.m. Saturday Central Time on Worldwide KFUO. It may also be heard anytime streaming online at kfuo.org. Join us again next Wednesday for another new edition of World Lutheran News Digest. I'm your host, Kip Allen. World Lutheran News Digest is a broadcast ministry of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. WLN Digest is produced through the facilities of Worldwide KFUO. You can also listen to WLN Digest on demand at kfuo.org. To correspond with World Lutheran News Digest, email news at kfuo.org.